Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Raider Nation. Welcome to another edition of Believe in Raiders podcast presented by Bet Online. I'm Dennis Ackerman, pleased to be joined by my partner, as always, ex-Raider Stanford Rout. We're also joined by Amon Green. He is the co-host of On the Block. It is a Packers podcast. Gents, uh, a lot going on in the NFL right now. We'll get to the big Raiders-Packers Man. trade in a moment, but let me ask you guys this, and uh, Stan, I'll start with you. Can you ever remember an offseason where we've had so much activity? I mean, these are a, a lot of big names moving. I mean, obviously, we've got Devontae Adams. We've had Russell Wilson. Take it away. Yeah, I think uh, it's probably more so the 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 uh, the magnitude of the names that are moving, probably more so than just the uh, the pure number of players moving. Because, you know, every offseason you see guys getting cut, guys getting released, guys getting traded, things like that. So you're always going to have movement within the NFL whenever the free agency starts, the new league year starts, things like that. But I think that probably just the names and it all started with Russell Wilson, then springing over to Carson Wentz. Obviously, we see Devontae Adams, things like that. So I think it's more so the magnitude of the names, more so than the number of the players that you see and on the move right now. Yeah. And, and like you said, uh, Stafford, with the magnitude, I mean, these are guys that are perennial starters, pro bowlers, yeah, for Hall, the of teams, Hall of Fame, potential Hall of Famers, you know, in the next couple of years when they, you know, once they retire, they do their five years. You know, they're going to be first ballot. <laughs> yeah. Russell Wilson, you know, a guy like Russell Wilson, who I met his rookie year. Um, before this rookie season and I met him we had a five-minute conversation where I was at the rookie premiere in LA with them shooting photos for all the mm-hmm. rookies and that I, I already seen him play like I went to the Nebraska Wisconsin game when we got welcome to the Big Ten and destroyed by them and him um, down in Camp Randall so to then find him finally meet him face to face and talk to him and have that five minute this five minute conversation man hey man how you doing just checking the oil you know he's an incoming rookie just telling him you know I'm, a, I'm already been retired at that time four three four years so just saying, hey, this is what the league is going to be, and and this is what you can expect, or you got any questions for me. So it was one of those type of conversations. And in that five minutes, I said, you know, I shook his hand, man, have a great rookie year. And, uh, you know, gave him, you know, you know, he gave me, we gave a bro hug. And we, I walked away, turned away to talk, you know, grab a drink. And then uh, the first player, person I talked to after that conversation, I said, if Pete Carroll and that coaching staff doesn't win a Super Bowl with this kid, in the next five years, there's a problem with coaching, not him. I, I was like, the way he talked, the way he presented himself, being professional, knowing the game, you know, and then having respect for the game. Because, like, his when he welcomed me, hey, am I, yes, sir. He was calling me sir the whole time. I'm like, bro, you ain't, like, you don't, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to call me sir. I'm not that old yet. Wait till when, I, when all, when you see all this dark uh, black hair is great, that's when you call me sir. <laughs> so I was like, so he was, he was like that the whole conversation. So, it was just, you know, to me, like no surprise. So yeah, like you said, just the names and Carson Wentz. He's a he's still in my a name. Opinion, he's a name, and he's yeah. still in development as a player. Mm-hmm. He has a long way to go, I think, when uh, coming, getting in the pocket, reading coverages. Yeah, no doubt about that. Being comfortable no and, be the, and being that player he was in uh, Philadelphia when he got there his rookie year. All right, gents, let's talk about the big trade now. The Raiders acquiring Devontae Adams from the Green Bay Packers, arguably one of the top two receivers in the NFL. The Raiders gave up a couple of draft choices, uh, the 2022 first rounder and second rounder. I mean, this trade obviously has shaken up the NFL stand. Let me begin with you. I mean, Mm -hmm. new regime for the Raiders coming in, making some big moves. Man, they coming in hot, ain't they? (laughs) 
<laughs> um, uh, man, I really, really like this. Uh, like I said, bringing in Chandler Jones, extending Mac Crosby, obviously the trade last night to Devontae Adams. And then you hear the reports about them still being in the thick of things for trying to acquire Stephon Gilmore from the Carolina Panthers, things like that. So I think that, um, yeah, they clearly are coming in hot. And I think that uh, now, and I'll go ahead and segue over to this because I know you're probably going to eventually ask this question, but the way that it's being set up, you got Hunter Renfro, you got Darren Waller, you got my man Josh Jacobs in the backfield. Now you got your number one receiver. You got your college teammate within the Devontae Adams. You got Chandler Jones over there on the pass rush. I still believe that the Raiders need to go ahead and address the secondary. I don't believe, uh, what is it, Anthony a- Anthony a- Averett? Yes. Uh, the one that, yeah, I don't believe that he's going to necessarily be the answer. So you're going to have to go ahead and still address that and the linebacking core as well. But I'm, I feel pretty good about the pass rush, the defensive line. But so to the to to what you're asking, I would not extend Derek Carr until after the season. You're going to let him play a lame duck season? I would, yes, because you now have your college teammate. You have the best receiver in the NFL. At worst, he's the second best receiver in the NFL. You got Hunter Renfro, a top-notch slot guy. You got a tight end over there who's what? At worst? third best in the NFL and uh and uh and Waller you got pass rush now on the other side of the ball to go ahead and match up with the pass rush that was bolstered with the Los Angeles Chargers adding Khalil Mack obviously the Kansas City Chiefs have pass rush the Denver Broncos they added Randy Gregory so you have so many pieces in place now I want to see what you can do Derek Carr so with that being said that's why I would actually not extend him before the season i want to see him gel him mesh because i don't think that right now anymore he could have any excuses as to okay well yeah you know stan there the reason why the raiders can't win the division is because of pat mahomes the reason why he can't win the division is because he doesn't have a number one receiver well he doesn't have that excuse anymore so that's why i want to see what he can do all right i'm on before i get to you on how this Packer land is viewing this trade. I just got to read the sponsorship, keep these guys happy. And it's that time of year. College basketball takes center stage with the tournament finally upon us. I don't know if it's taking center stage with all the things going on in the NFL. But anyways, if you're looking to wager this year, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your updated odds and info, along with great contests, including the bracket contest where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Head over to our website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code believe to get started bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs including live betting and your favorite vegas casino games bet online where the game starts all right i'm on i mean i think packer fans probably thought okay Devonte, the packers have franchise tagged him we got him at least one more year and then that had to send shock waves through packer land with the announcement yesterday of the trade yeah I was driving my car and I, I just had to focus a little harder on the road. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, yeah. am I in the twilight zone right now? I'm like, did okay. this, I'm like, did I just, did I just read this correctly? I shouldn't be reading the text message while I'm driving, but I need to see this one. My wife texts me on top of that, who is a bears fan. Just so you know, mm-hmm. so that when, you know, it is a heavy you know situation going on. And, you know, from that, I'm just like, okay. But I knew, as a former player, and Stafford could, could uh, I say, he could co-sign on this. When you're the top person at your position in the league and you know it, I mean, you know it either because you're being humble and then you know the stats out there, or you just know it because you've done a you know, hell of a job over, mm-hmm. you know, a five-year stretch like Devontae has done. 
um, and then you get tagged. So there's one or two things going on in that player's head. Either he is, very, you know, he gets tagged. Is one side of it is like, you know what, cool. You know, I'm happy with that. Now I'm making, I'm making the mean, the average of the highest paid person yep. at my position in the league. Or he's thinking, what's the problem? Why can't I get a multi-year deal? You know, it brings me back to Le'Veon Bell a few years ago with Pittsburgh. What was the problem with Pittsburgh trying to do that with the best running back of the league at that time? You know, he was splitting out in the slot, running wide receiver routes. Was it, you know, what was the problem there? And they, they didn't work out. And obviously Le'Veon went on to the Jets. And But you saw how that kind of stifled that whole team yep. and, and, and took them yep. on a down, a down yep. spiral. Um, so, and then from a, I say now from a, now I put on my GM hat and look at it from, you know, Goody's side, Goodykiss saying, okay, we tag you for us. As a team negotiate, you know what? That's going to buy us some time because I'm they they had to be thinking in the back of the head. We got to just tag him, and then we can negotiate between now and the season. That gives us some time. But the only factor, the variable is Devontae. What's his feeling of that tag, and where he is he going to sit? Obviously, it didn't sit easy with him. It wasn't the first offer. You know that they got. It came after the Raiders gave them that huge offer, and then Green Bay says, "Oh yeah, we'll match it." But at that time, it's like. Why did it take you have to have the Raiders make a, a, a bid on me? Then you come second. You should have been first if you're the team that I've been on for years doing my job um, here as a number one receiver and a leader on the Packers roster. <clears throat> By the way, the Raiders signed Adams to a five-year, what, $141 million extension. Go ahead, Stan. Now, now, Amon. This is something that uh, I'm, I'm well, you know what, for both of you, but especially mine, because obviously you got you have much more insider info into it, the way that organization is run, yeah. things like that. I'm going to go ahead and make a few statements and I want you guys to go ahead. You can chime in and tell me whatever you feel. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm I, I couldn't be more wrong. Right. <clears throat> the way everything is going from A to now Z with this whole Devontae Adams situation. It just doesn't smell right all the way. I'll go ahead and explain. Okay. So you now see how obviously the Packers, they franchised. There's no doubt about that. And we know that there's no doubt about him being at worst, the second best receiver in the NFL. I mean, Stefan Gilmore, who's one of my favorite corners said that Devontae Adams hands down has like the best release at the line of scrimmage amongst like all receivers in the NFL. So obviously you're the Packers, you know, you're going to have to pay this guy. Okay. You franchise him because like you just said, Amon, that gives you time to go ahead and, and figure out what you're going to do. Because you got to do multi-year. You yes, exactly. Get him in a multi-year deal. Exactly. You give Aaron Rodgers fifty million a year. Now that right there was already kind of like a little bit of a smoke screen to me. Like, okay, you giving a guy fifty million a year and not over a six-year uh, period, like it's or a four, ten, right? It's a, a three, three, three years, one fifty. Yep. So wow. it's not like the Pat Mahomes ten-year, four hundred million dollar deal, or right. even the Josh Allen six years, two hundred fifty million dollar deal. This is three years, so you can't really hide it like you can with the six-year or the ten-year deal for Mahomes or Allen. So this is going to go straight to the cap. You can't really hide this much unless you give him like a hundred million dollar signing bonus or something right. like that. So just with that being said, that now forces you to not be able to keep other guys on the roster. You see. A, a Zadarius Smith, He's he gone. gets released, things like that. So that right there was already, a, oh, okay. How are they going to really be able to afford whatever Devontae is going to ask if they're paying Aaron Rodgers this? Aaron Rodgers has to know that by me getting this, that means the team probably can't keep that. So we get to Devontae Adams. <clears throat> they franchise him. Mm-hmm. And 
as soon as free agency opens up, now all of a sudden, like we're not hearing any rumblings. Always, I didn't hear any rumblings about the Raiders negotiating with the Packers on a trade. It's like it just came out of nowhere. And so then I'm reading how it was obviously a first round pick, second round pick in this year's draft, but the Packers were willing to match Devontae Adams asking price. I'm sorry, the uh, what the Raiders were going to give uh, Devontae Adams. That to me didn't smell right because I'm thinking. Just a couple of days ago, I'm hearing that they were they were uh, far off as far way as off. Go, That's way what I off. Heard too. I so, heard that too. So unless Devontae was asking for 35 and the Raiders came in with 28 and the Packers were also willing to pay 28, then how the hell were they just a couple – how the hell were they far off just a couple of days ago? And then obviously the Raiders come in, they make the trade, they give him yeah. 100, $141 million, But the Packers being – able the Packers being willing to match it okay so that means the Packers were willing to give him 28 million a year I would think I don't know Devontae Adams from a can of paint I just know he's a great receiver I don't know him personally correct he's been in Green Bay for what eight years Mm -hmm. had a lot of great times great plays great games with Aaron Rodgers who's at worst what second best quarterback in the NFL third whatever Mm -hmm. um Top five, we'll say top exactly. Five. So, yeah. if the Packers were willing to match what the Raiders were offering, that means the Packers would have. That means the Packers could have easily, after the last game of the season against the 49ers, they could have went came to Devontae because I'm pretty sure they were negotiating from January through February. They couldn't come to an agreement. They franchised. Yeah, so like then, the, Pack- the Packers notoriously, even from my free agency time from 07, they're notoriously known for players like myself, like Devontae, like Aaron, slow playing us. Exactly. Slow playing. And it's like, because it happened with me, and it was other little, you know, it was more behind-the-scenes stuff going on between me and my agent, talking about miscommunication, stuff like that, leading me down one path, but taking me somewhere, you know, but but doing something else. But then, and I got the offer from the Texans, then Green Bay said, oh, yeah, we'll offer this. And – for me, it's like I would have took it either way. And just I was like I said, my, my story is a whole nother story. We're not talking about this, but just to put you in that situation, because before me, Mike Flanagan was our mm-hmm. uh, pro, pro Bowl center. Um, I want to say John, Javon Walker. Oh, know, yeah. I mean, yeah. Those guys. That he, in exactly, exactly. So, though, if you talk to Javon, he would say the same thing about his deal when he had a couple big years and it was no like if you were GM, if I'm a GM and I know I got certain players that I know I need to keep. I'm going right to there. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care. It looks like that gives me the week, you know, not doesn't give me the leverage. I don't mm-hmm. care. You are my guy. Here's the money. Yeah. Well, what's name, the, what's your, what's your name number? Your price. It, name your price because I need you. Cause we've been doing this for the past three years. And so, that's why to me, oh. it just doesn't smell right because the Packers right. were willing to go ahead and match what the Raiders were willing to offer a couple of days ago. I'm hearing that they're, that they're far off. So when the hell did this all of a sudden matching of the price come in? And then, okay, let's say that they really actually were going to match what the Raiders were offering. Right. Well, then right. that means you could have did this back in January or February or hell, even on March 1st. And then you could have went ahead and tagged someone else. You could have went and got this done. So it just, to me, just like everything that I'm, I'm reading on ESPN, things like that, it just didn't smell right. And I'm like, right. just like what you said, Amon, I've always known that the Packers to be more on the frugal side, to be more on the consumer conservative side on how they do things and i'm like for them to be willing to go ahead and match what the raiders were gonna uh give the give Devonte adams they could have done this two months ago and me, this wouldn't even be an issue and let me throw this one too in and it was about a week ago 
I got a heads up that uh, Devontae just bought a house in Las Vegas. Right? I heard that. Yeah, yeah. I saw on Twitter as a well. 12, a $12 million home. So, yep. mm. All right, he wants to be ask- close to LA or California. Well, he's right there now. Yeah. So, and I saw that. And so that's why I'm kind of like, well, maybe this was kind of like, maybe this was his plan all along. But I will say this now, obviously, much better living in Las Vegas, much better living in Nevada. Yes. Uh, I know uh, that because I live uh, in the Green Bay area. So, yeah, I can like, vouch uh, for that. no state income tax in the state of Nevada. And yeah. obviously, much better, like I said, living, weather, everything other than, uh, in, in, than it is in Green Bay. But mm-hmm. now, Aaron Rodgers, 05 draft class. So I'm always going to ride with him no matter what. Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr. That is definitely not an upgrade. I guess we can go ahead and, and, and agree on that now. Absolutely. He's, yeah. your, he's your college teammate. Right. Derek Carr is a very fine quarterback. There's no doubt about that. But one thing yeah. we can all agree on that ain't no upgrade going from A Rod to number four, Derek Carr. That's not. Yeah. So, yeah. so they just that have the right, chemistry from when they were at Fresno State together. They have exactly. that. And they know that, and, and I say that's at least they have that. That mm-hmm. gives them a better shot of then producing a great season for this yes. team coming up there. So that's what I was thinking. Yeah, okay, so to, Stan, to hold me, on. To your, let me try real quick. Okay, to your point then. Okay, yes, they did it at the college level. Those two guys played together. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everybody, but yes, uh, if you compare Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers, of course, I'm going to want to play with Aaron Rodgers or I want, <laughs> I'm going to take notes. I, I love Derek, but I, you know, like you said, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers over there. So let me ask you this how much of it just in, Two-part question. This is to both of you. How much more pressure does this put on Derek now that he has one of the top receivers and he has all these weapons? How much more pressure? And my second question is, does Devontae just maybe need a change of scenery? I mean, you guys played for multiple teams in your career. What about that? I personally, I'm on, I don't want to cut you off. No, you're good. uh, I'll say, I'll just say, yeah, I'll say it real quick. Um, I mean, for me, Running, being a running back, it was, it's a little different because, like, for me to stay here made sense. I say because the run game doesn't matter the weather, doesn't matter, you know, rain, sleet, snow, it's going to run. I'm going to get the ball. It's going to mm-hmm. happen. Pass game and being a receiver and a quarterback, sometimes that can push a receiver or quarterback to say, you know what? And he, he, he made it clear that he wanted to change. He had made a, I don't know if it was a comment at a press conference or something he posted on Twitter in the last few days. He made it, you know, he feels better. He wanted to, you know, make us have a change of scenery. He made that, oh. uh, he made that comment about that just recently. Okay, Stan. So how much okay. pressure is on Derek Carr now that he's got these full set of weapons? I know the offensive line is still a work in progress, but how much pressure is there on Derek now to produce? That's, that's and why I said the Raiders to a farther left win one game, at least in the playoffs. Now that's why, that's why I said, I would not extend Derek Carr till after the season. Uh, and because, I like the way you think right now. Yeah. <laughs> I because, would be the same way. I would do because, the same exact because I'm not going to sit up here and cave to that, to that growing sentiment of like what you just said, DA. Oh, so Stan, you're going to let Derek Carr have a lame duck season. I'm sorry. Every other position gets to be in the final year of their contract yeah but Stan, quarterback's the most important position in all of sport you and know that, that and but you know the so what does that mean that's going to cause so, you so, know the distraction that's going to cause if they don't sign him to at least a two-year deal what that's going to be hanging over that what that's going to be hanging no 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 what type of distraction what the fact that he's going to have to actually earn his money no 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 and i get that but you know that's going to be questions from the media and everybody all so and he's going to ask and the gm's got to deal with that so yeah, he's got to deal with those so, questions. It's their um, job is it, to is make it, sure they GM? have a roster. Is it GM? Um, is it GM? This one I'm telling media. We have not extended Derek Carr yet. We plan to do that after the season. We'll see how this season goes. Next. And yeah. if anybody wants to then ask a follow-up question or a follow-up, like, okay, 
We're going to extend Derek Carr at the end of the season. We will see how this season goes. Next. Period. I see and where you're going, Ryan. And like I mean, 15, 15 reporters are not going to ask a follow-up question when you're giving the same damn answer. And the, and the point what I'm trying to make is, DA, you tell me, what is Derek Carr's excuse for not at least going to the divisional round of the playoffs this season? Well, right now, like you said, they still got a the offensive line for one because it's still they, they you know I love how they've lost their first two picks now uh, part of the trade. So somewhere between the third and the seventh round, they got to address that offensive line. You know that as well as I've been harping on that for over a year now that the offensive line is the weakest link uh, on mm-hmm. this team. You said the secondary. I think they have done some stuff on the back end. I you know uh, Jonathan Abram is a question mark. I don't know if they're you know he's coming off the injury. There was some talk they were going to thinking about maybe signing Honey Badger. I don't know. So there are still a couple of question marks staying on this team. In terms of the skill but position, the, oh, in the skill position, there are no question marks, none whatsoever. So all I'm simply saying is, <clears throat> now listen, let's say the Raiders go somehow, some way, 12 and 5 and don't make the playoffs. Let's say that happens. I'm okay with that. 12 and 5, that's a good record, especially yeah, a in this loaded division. Right. But as far as I'm concerned, now I'm like, man, I need to – I need to see an extreme production jump in Derek Carr's performance going into this season as opposed to last season. I need to see that because otherwise, why the hell did I trade? Why the hell did I trade for Devontae Adams? Why did I give up a first in the second round? If there's not an extreme jump in production in Derek Carr's performance, which means it'll be a jump in production in the offense's performance. If that ain't can happen, and why the hell did I trade for this guy, your college teammate? Why the hell did I do that? Oh, yeah. And by the way, I'm anticipating us putting up more points on the scoreboard this year. So I went ahead and got you another pass rusher to go ahead and get after the quarterback. That way we don't have a 29 to 14 with four minutes left to go in the fourth quarter debacle like we did on Sunday night football for the right to go to the playoffs against the Los Angeles Chargers, where we blow the 15-point lead on consecutive fourth-down conversions for Justin Herbert. That way, we don't have that issue. That's why I got uh, Chandler Jones. So I'm anticipating that we're going to be having the lead in a lot of games. And that's why I got another pass rusher. So all I'm simply saying is I like Derek Carr as a quarterback. No doubt about that. You know this. But for what he now has on the offensive side of the ball, he had already a good side receiver in Hunter Renfro, a top-notch tight end in Darren Waller, got a bell cow in Josh Jacobs. We just simply were missing somebody in same thing, but just like against the Cincinnati Bengals, we're missing somebody that we can line up outside and say, hey, go get me a reception. Hey, go get me a third down conversion. Hey, go make this play over this DB. Go ahead and jump over him or, you know, something like that. You now have that. So what is your excuse that's why i would not extend him till after the season fair enough i um, let me ask you this do you think aaron Rodgers signs that three-year 150 million dollar extension if he knew Devonte adams might Ooh. be on the move that's the million yeah. dollar question that is the million dollar question potentially there is a chance that he might not have signed that contract knowing that his number one guy and friend um off the field a number one guy on the field it would not be there because he knows the talent of receivers that are there and they're still developing mm-hmm. and there's the end. And part of that development is gaining his trust, not the team, not the coach's trust, yep. not Matt LaFleur's trust, not whoever the court, uh, Tom Clements, who's back with the Packers trust is Aaron's trust. I, I've seen that. I remember in 09, um, he was only in his second year started as a starter and watching him 
develop into that leader. And as a quarterback, you've seen it, Stratford, being from college to the pro league, when you watch quarterbacks and their number one people or receivers that are young in the system and they're in practice, you know when they drop that ball, they drop a few balls from the starter, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, bro, you're going to have a hard time, you know, because you're not catching the rock. they be like, what's the problem? I'm like, bro, just catch the ball. That's, that's what I said that's what Brett wants or that's what Aaron wants. Yep. Just catch the rock in practice and then you gain his trust. Don't worry yeah. about the coaches. Yeah, that the confidence. Coaches, yeah, it's the confidence in him. So he knows when he gets to the line of scrimmage, he he makes a check. He sees that the DB is man pressed and he could go out to outside deep route. He's going to look at you, you know, like him and Devontae do. They do mm-hmm. that look. They do that right there. Then they're going to come to you. When you don't have that, then then keep working. That's all I would say to you know, yeah. the receiver. Keep working and catch the rock, basically. And, you know, to me, this is where it's really interesting because Aaron Rodgers, as much as I love him, but just like also like with a Russell Wilson situation and the way that the the dichotomy and how Pat Mahomes did his situation is for Aaron Rodgers, it's all about what he wants and what's important to him for the remainder of his career. And I say that if Aaron Rodgers really, really wants to go ahead and get another Super Bowl, so now he's not tied with Matthew Stafford. I, I hate that. I, I hate that for him, by the way. I, like I hate that that Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford are now on the same level. I hate that for him. I, I really, really do. But if you want to go ahead and have a Super Bowl roster, you're not going to be able to go ahead and get paid fifty million a year. You're just not going to be able to do that. Oh. And the simple fact that Aaron Rodgers was standing so hard on his laurels about, I want to be the highest paid quarterback in NFL history. You're pretty much ensuring that you're not going to have that Super Bowl roster. And I think that right there caused a trickle down effect where they can't keep certain players. Maybe that's the reason why they came to Devontae. We're like, okay, we're going to franchise it because, you know, we can't match what you're asking. Well, I think that's when Devontae now, he goes into business mode. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks. Exactly. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, if not the best, whatever you want to call it. You can rank him one through three. I don't care. But he knows that, okay, yeah, I love playing with Aaron, but Aaron clearly just made a move three years, 150, showing that he's thinking about himself. So why don't I go ahead and start thinking about myself and it's okay and, for players to think that way a lot of fans don't understand that standpoint you look at any other professional sports the time sweat and tears put in the time we put in when we're eight years old into t- high school age that's the time and that's why these players now nfl players are speaking more about it like you saw nba players do it more and baseball players do it more but now nfl players are coming into the league and are now coming out of the league where, where aaron's is at is almost exiting but their vo- they know their voices mean something. They know they're they're more than just a, a guy in a helmet and shoulder pads. So with that, it, now this is, the, like I mentioned, this is the business side of it. So mm-hmm. as Aaron, Devontae, they'll have those rights to think that way and then request that as well. Yeah, right, and, I think, and I think for Devontae Adams, maybe a little bit, that may be a little bit of a, uh, I'm not going to say a blow to him, but let's just say it could have been a little bit of a wake-up call. Like, man, he just went ahead and signed this big-ass contract, three years, 150. So that already means that we're not going to be able to keep certain guys or bring certain guys oh, yeah. back. So, okay, well, exactly. shit. So now he's showing he's showing where his mind is at. Well, now I got to match that because I think – I could be wrong on this. You said that he made the comment about a change of scenery might be good. Uh, I would have – I'm assuming – I always thought he loved playing with Aaron Rodgers. I remember back when there was the talk about is Aaron Rodgers going to be traded? Should should the Packers trade him? And I remember he used to he was saying like, yeah, I I rock with twelve. Like right. I want to be wherever twelve is. Well, 
obviously that changed over the last, you know, several months. So I have to think that the him signing that $150 million contract over three years, I have to think that that sent a wake up call to Devontae as far as, like, okay, I was thinking that he was going to go ahead and sign a deal that allowed us to more so stay together. Okay. Well, since he's only worrying about himself now, let me go ahead and only worry about myself. Yeah. That's why, like I said, the way this whole thing played out and that's to me, it just, it just didn't smell right with the, Oh yeah, well, you know, we we're going to match the Raiders offer. You could have matched that Raiders offer two months ago, dog. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> all right. We're talking. All, okay. Final yeah. question for both of you. you guys have been talking business. Let's talk on the field now. And I'm on. Let me begin with you. How much all worse right. are the Packers right now? And I know we still have six months to go before the season opener. <laughs> I know we still have the draft, right. but how much worse right now, considering the NFC North isn't the strongest division in the world. And Tom Brady is coming back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now. So yeah. where are they in the pecking order of the NFC right now? Would you say? Uh, I say divisional. You're right. So they're going to probably win the division. There's a chance. There's a, the, the percentage is still high. Because yeah, Detroit is struggling, and we know Chicago, Minnesota, is in, Chicago, new coaches, Chicago's in development and all that, and yeah, new coaches in Minnesota, so they're still safe here in the, the, the North. But the NFC overall, they may be a wild card. Mm-hmm. Maybe that you know they win the division that gets them in, sure, and then it might be a it could be potentially be a first mm-hmm. round exit because there's a lot more. You know, if they got to go to Tampa or something like that, then it's tough. All right, it's Stan. tough to have. You know, even though they got Aaron, they don't have uh, Devontae and some of the other receivers have to come on up. So there you go. I think I think uh, I think uh, I'm pretty much right there with Amon. I think that uh, as bad as it looks with Devontae Adams leaving, Devontae is still just one player. He's a great receiver, no doubt about that. But he's still just one player. They still have Preston Smith. They still got those guys in the back end. Jair Alexander is going to be back. So so they still have. 80% 80% of that roster that they had that went 13 and four, 14 and three, or whatever their record was last year. Yeah. Uh, they still have the majority of that. Now, Devontae Adams hit that loss is a big blow. I think you better go and spend that first round pick and that second round pick that you got from the Raiders. You better spend both them on this receiver heavy on a receiver in this receiver mm-hmm. plentiful draft. You better do that. There's no doubt about that. Don't go and draft no running back. Don't draft no freaking Don't quarterback. Don't yeah. draft no freaking D tackle. Don't do that. You better spend both of those two picks on a on a receiver. And I think that if you were to go and let's say get find yourself three B receivers on a scale of, you know, on a grading scale, three B receivers, I think can go ahead and supplement the loss for the 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 uh the departure of an A plus receiver that you have in, in Devontae Adams. I do believe that uh you can fill someone's shoes. From a uh, from a from a committee standpoint, obviously you're not going to be able to replace him just man to man like that because he's too good of a player. But mm-hmm. I do believe you go and you put two B plus receivers, two B receivers in a Green Bay uniform. I still see Green Bay being a viable team in the NFC playoffs. What about the Raiders, Stan? Obviously, we play in the toughest division now uh, in the AFC West. Everybody has gotten better. Uh, how good yep. are they in the AFC West, and where do they rank in the AFC uh, conference? Where do you put them? Well, in the AFC conference, uh, obviously the Bills, I would still give them the edge, and they got Von Miller now. Um, I would say the the Chiefs. um, The Chiefs are still the Chiefs. The Cincinnati Bengals. 
the yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals, they they got they got Jamar Chase, they got Mixon, they got Joe Burrow. They're still going to be a good team. I don't know if they're going to go to the Super Bowl again, but they're still going to be a good team. But right now, it's all about how they're going to match up with the Broncos and the Chargers. Um, I believe that Derek Carr, he's got to. This is the year that I believe that Derek Carr has to show exactly what he's really worth. Justin Herbert went to the Pro Bowl last year. Obviously, we got a Pro Bowl quarterback coming into the Denver Broncos and a Russell Wilson. I think right now, I could easily see the. Las Vegas Raiders finishing second in the in the division in a tight loss race to the Kansas City Chiefs. I could also see them finishing last in the division just because mm-hmm. there's going to be so much of a small miniature window for error. Because if you just stub your toe, you have a key injury right here where you just have a series of, let's say, two interceptions in the fourth quarter there. And you can mess around here and be last in the division very quickly because you got the Chargers, Pro Bowl quarterback, the Broncos, Pro Bowl quarterback. Derek Carr, Pro Bowl quarterback. You got a superstar quarterback in a Pat Mahomes. And it, man, like it, it, it's not much room for error. I would probably say right now, I believe, and maybe this is just a homer in me. I'd say the Raiders right now, the somewhere between number two and number three, let's call them two and a half, uh, 2.5 in the division right now in the AFC West. You're right. They could finish last and still be above 500 in the division. You could see them going, oh, no doubt. Eight, you know, 10 to I don't, seven, I don't think you're, like that. I don't think you're going to see a team. Well, you know, by the, by the grace of the football guys, nobody can go 500 anymore, no. you know, cause <laughs> now it's 17 games, but I don't see anybody, um, who finishes last in this division still be, I, I don't see anybody finishing this division with a losing record. Right. I don't either. I agree. I think everybody can agree with that. So, Gentlemen, great stuff. This was a fun podcast I'm on. Thank you yeah. so much for hopping on with Stan and I, talking some Raiders, Packers yeah, trade. Big I, fan, man. Big more. fan. No problem. Yeah, Thanks. Got to have you back on. And don't forget. Thanks you for can, having me. Yeah, you can see catch them on on the On the Block uh, podcast. And, of course, Stanford and I will be back with more Raider news as it happens. All right, Raider Nation, that's going to do it for another edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast presented by Bet Online For Amon Green. And Stanford route, I'm Dennis Ackerman saying so long and may all your punts find the coffin corner. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.